Soya milk. What do we really know about soya milk? With the rise of alternate milks to dairy, soya, almond, oats, and etc., soya milk still seems to be the most favorite because of its high amount of protein and just because I think a lot of people do like soya milk. But uh, if you've been on the internet for a while now, you've probably heard about that soya milk is bad for men because it mimics estrogen and it's not really good for women as well because it produces too much estrogen. Well, the question then becomes, how true is this? So on today's podcast episode with, well, you guessed from the title, it's Mark Bubbs. Dr. Mark Bubbs, if I must say, this is the second part of the conversation and he answers the simple question for me and gives a very good answer to it as well. Is soya milk bad? And actually, how bad is it if it really is bad for you? So stay tuned to the end of this short episode and uh, get the truth at the end of the episode. So I again present to you Dr. Mark Bubbs. question i wanted to actually ask this very specific question was is soya milk bad for men because that's a very big one that still flies around a lot of people ask me that yeah you see this all the time i mean it's um it's interesting because when we look at plant-based proteins soy protein is far and away um, the most effective plant protein when we talk about things like muscle protein synthesis um, the amino acid profile in soy and so when you look at you know, the best universities and labs in the world, like at Maastricht University or like Master University in Canada, yeah. you know, soy comes out pound for pound pretty darn close to some of the gold standard proteins, which are things like milk. Um, and so, you know, you hear a lot of noise on the internet around, you know, impacting men's estrogen levels, reducing yeah. testosterone levels. Um, and of course, you know, the tricky part with, with social media these days is that misinformation flies 10 times as fast as real information. And so all of a sudden we're, um, and so if, if people like to listen to, you know, interviews I, on my podcast, the performance nutrition podcast, I interviewed uh, Dr. Cody Hahn. Uh, he did a review study on, on soy and, and men and found, and this is a major meta-analysis and they reviewed all the studies in the area and there's no, no effects on estrogen levels, no effects on androgens whatsoever. And again, it helps you to build muscle. And so by definition, that will help you to achieve. And so if you're someone who's looking for a plant-based drink that is going to help with, you know, supporting, you know, building muscle mass as well as overall health, um, you know, soy is a good option and it also contains lots of antioxidants in it. Um, You know, if you're having a yogurt form, you're going to get probiotics as well. So it's definitely something to, to consider. And, you know, if you can digest milk, then that can be a good option as well for you. So that's it's just individual in terms of what tool, again, is best for, for what individual. Oh, sound. And the last thing before I let you go is coconut milk. Because I've heard, because I was listening to a podcast or a video and I was watching that other milks are fine, but coconut milk specifically, there's something about it that's not advisable. Do you know anything about that? Well, coconut oil is predominantly saturated fat. And so saturated fat is a big area because in terms of, you know, there's two camps. One of them is a camp where we say, well, we want to keep saturated fat as low as we possibly can so that we can limit the impacts on the lipid levels 
um, cholesterol LDL levels, LDL in particular, uh, to, to prevent cardiovascular events. You'll have other folks who say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter as much if you exceed 10% is sort of the recommendation, trying not to exceed 10% of total calories from saturated fat. And so you have other groups who say, well, look, if your diet's good, then it doesn't really matter as much um, if you do exceed or if you get to 10% or a bit more with saturated fat. And, you know, you do see places like Spain and, and Europe who will soon be the longest living people in the world. And they consume, you know, 10, over 10% of their intake of saturated fat. So it's, it's very, again, context specific. You know, if you have a poor diet and you're overweight and out of shape, you probably don't want to be consuming a lot of coconut oil, right? You want to just be moderating or a little bit versus if you're, you know, in good health and, and lean and, and whatnot, then you could probably consume a little bit more. But again, there's always outliers. And so, yeah. you know, get your lipid panel done with your doctor, see where your levels are at. Um, but that would be, that's more even so on the coconut oil side of things. The actual okay. coconut milk can depend a little bit because you get the actual thicker milk that's got the real, a lot of fat yeah, in it, yeah. like the kind you use for curries and things versus now you have the coconut milk that you find on the shelf that you sort of use in cereal. coffee or tea or cereal. And of course that one's going to have far less fat. And so, but again, the interesting fun. thing done in, you know, in Polynesians is where a lot of the original work done. And those guys are, you know, big guys and, you know, rugby players and they okay. consume a lot of coconut oil and they don't have nearly the levels of, of um, cardiovascular issues as people in the West do. And so this is, again, this idea of it's, it's multifactorial and we can't just be really reductionist and say, all that said, you just want, you know, if you're one of those people who puts coconut oil in your coffee and then mainlines a lot of coconut oil, and if you have high LDL levels and you're doing that, then it's maybe best uh, to lower that down. But to cool off a bit. that's what makes nutrition so fascinating, right? Different context, it's a different tool. All right, no, that's appreciated. I uh, say so very enlightening. At least I know I'm going to go take some uh, tofu now and have some soy milk with full confidence, knowing that nothing is nothing nice. happened to me. Uh, nice. Thanks a lot for coming on the show again. I really appreciate it. And I'll let you uh, sing your outro. So make sure to listen to Dr. Rob's podcast, which I will leave also in the description and also be on social media if you check out Rook's Health. But I'll let you close out if you have anything to say. Yeah, if people enjoy the conversation, I mean, they can definitely check out the podcast. Um, my book as well, Peak. Uh, over the last year, we dive deeper into a lot of these areas around nutrition. And if you have listeners who are, are keen on nutrition, we have an online course coming up around performance nutrition. Um, and so that'll be uh, available this fall 2020. So keep your eyes out on that as well. You can check out drbubs.com or head over to athleteevolution.org and they can find out more information about that. Sound. I appreciate that a lot. I'll make sure to leave everything in the description. Also, when that book, uh, when the course comes out, I'll put that as well in the link so anyone who listens to this later can still have access to this. Well, awesome. Thanks again for coming on the show. And appreciate it, bud. Thanks for the time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rooksell Podcast, make sure to subscribe so you know when we drop our next episode and leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Also, if you have any questions about any of the things we discussed in these episodes or have a future episode recommendation, something you want us to talk about, feel free to send me a message at Rook's Health on all social media platforms. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can just leave a comment and I will look at them. So till next week on the Rook's Health Podcast.